Montanilla, and welcome to the third episode of Major Motion Pictures, a DMC podcast dedicated to asking better questions than what is your favorite movie. I am joined here today by another two of my fellow DMC employees, Matt Adams and Dylan Espeseth. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, too. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, no, it's great to have you here. I think you guys are the two guys that we've had on the podcast so far. Oh, that's exciting. I feel very special. All right. Well, uh, I like to start off these episodes by talking about how uh, you two got into digital media production, because we all work at the Western Washington University Digital Media Center, which is what DMC stands for. I don't think I've actually said that in any of these episodes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but how did, uh, how did you two get into video? For me, it was when I was in seventh and eighth grade. I had a history teacher who would make us film assignments and we would share them with the class. And so we'd basically remake a bunch of different battle scenes on iPads. That is so cool. And running around on the playground when you're in junior high is enough to make you fall in love with anything. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, for me, I, I feel like I got into like actual like digital media stuff like way later than like a lot of people. But like I remember when I was like a kid, like in like elementary and middle school, I would like come up with like ideas and I'd be like, this is my next major movie idea. And I'd be like riding my bike and blocks <laughs> around the neighborhood, just like making imaginary scripts in my head and like planning out the entire thing. And then I had like a camcorder. So I, somewhere out there, there's like some crappy footage of like me doing really terrible acting of dramatic action movies with like two of my friends. <laughs> but then like actually like knowing what I was doing and like actually intentionally making stuff, I feel like was probably in high school. Uh, I had a friend who was doing like some video stuff and I was just watching over his shoulder one day and I was like, that looks so cool. And then I just kind of like started playing around with iMovie and filming stuff on my phone. And then I started uploading to YouTube and just got like more and more into it until like eventually I just like really liked making all sorts of movies and writing scripts and all of that stuff. Since we are not able to actually go into the DMC studio for the last however many months, uh, you two do strike me as people who would continue to create sort of projects during this time of not being able to use the physical space. So we actually have a studio set up in our little living space. I don't know if people know that we live together, but we're roommates and we have a green screen and a bunch of lights set up in our living area for when we just spontaneously want to film. It's pretty fantastic. Nice. I just purchased a green screen off of Amazon. So now with just one of the walls in my dorm building is green. It's fantastic. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, yeah. We also we live in the same dorm building, don't we? We do. Yeah. Also, like a slight tangent, but like kind of like what you were saying. I saw on TikTok this last week, this guy uh, replaced his sheets with like, I mean, I think they're still sheets, but it's like green screen sheets um and then he was just like filming from above his wife and just green screening her into random places sleeping and it was really funny that's excellent and tiktok shout out dylan dylan is kind of famous at dj espeseth it's true go go drop a follow okay so let's sort of get into the the meat of this episode which speaking is speaking of tiktok we should tiktok about it huh of course of course you can cut that out if you want. <laughs> I will not. You should. <laughs> anyway, the big question for this episode uh, is a little bit bittersweet since, you know, it's kind of illegal to go to movies right now. But what are some of your best theater experiences? I can Dylan, go, you first. go first. You want me yeah, to? I'll go first. I feel like I should preface this by saying I watch like 
a lot of movies in theaters, but like if someone's listening, they're gonna think I only watch like superhero movies. Oh, same. I watch a lot of animated and superhero movies. Yeah, and then exactly. I catch everything else on DVD or, or streaming. Same. Um, my like best one that I feel like was like objectively best was when I saw Into the Spider Verse, and I went with like two of my friends. And it was just so good. And seeing like the animation and like the soundtrack and like that big surround sound was so amazing. And all around, I just like, mm, that was such an iconic experience. Like that's one that I'm really glad I got to see in theaters, which I've watched it like a ton of times on TV too. And it's like good still, but. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, I had a very similar experience. I think I either went alone or I went with uh, my family around Christmas time. I might've seen it twice, Mm -hmm. but um. Yeah, that was definitely an experience that was heightened by being in front of the big screen with like the surround sound. Yeah. And then my other one, which I feel like is less like actually objectively like a good experience, but it's just like one of my favorites is when I saw The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, the first one when I was probably like 11 or 12. And I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever because it was like I was like 12. So I was like, dang, this is so dope. And I went with one of my friends and my mom, I think. And I honestly have no idea why I loved it so much because I feel like the movie's not even that great. But it's just like one of my favorite memories of all time of going to the movie theater. I remember walking out and being like, that was so cool. And being like so inspired to go and try and become (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, no, it's such a weird feeling when you're like 11 or 12 and you're walking out of a theater and this rush of energy where you just want to embody the characters that you were. Yes, literally. I remember like walking out of theaters like so many times and just being like, I am going to become this person. Yeah, I remember seeing uh, Kung Fu Panda, I think, when I was fairly little. And like, my family or my siblings and I were like miming the martial arts moves (laughs) on the way to the car. Well, that's fantastic. For me, I do not have a great memory of being in theaters. I think my first positive, like extremely positive memory was when me and my friend were 17. We went to watch Baby Driver, but we missed the start by like 10 minutes. So then we're like, well, we're going to still watch a movie. So we chose the Hitman's Bodyguard. Had no idea what we were walking into. Fantastic. To this day, still one of my favorite movies. The reason I like Ryan Reynolds so much, on my chair laughing the whole time. Nice. Are are you two the kind of people who value the movie theater experience? Is Is it something that you think is important? I love the movie theater experience. A lot of my family does not. Like my sister just hates the movie theaters. And I love to go to movie theaters so much. See, I might be in the other camp. I never go opening week for anything. Oh. After movies have been out for a month or so, I might go. But I much prefer like an emptier theater than I do like opening night being crowded. I feel like I really like the excitement and like all the people. It makes me so happy when you're like in like a super full theater and everyone's just like so anticipating what's coming. And it's like, oh, I love it. I think the only movie that I remember being happy about the crowd that was there was Endgame. Yeah. There was lots of moments where it was just like everyone in the crowd realized what was happening and you get that like riser effect of just everybody going, oh, so fantastic. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I either like, well, I like both sort of experiences that you guys are talking about. I like either the really big, everyone is audibly cheering and clapping at certain moments. I think I got that during 
um, Star Wars The Force Awakens yes. and Avengers Endgame. We're just, everyone is so into it. And uh, like they've been anticipating this release for so long and you're there on opening night or even within the first couple days. Uh, but I also really like sort of the more intimate, smaller theaters. I mean, they usually have reclining chairs, which is nice too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just sort of like, oh, this is a place where we can all, or just a few people can be in this dark room and consume this media and block out the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So here's a question for a movie that doesn't have the clapping and cheering effect. Would you rather be in an empty theater or full theater? So for example, think 1917. Oh, I meant to go see that. And then I didn't, I saw little women instead because I wouldn't, I would have had to wait another hour. Okay. 1917, I think was by far the best film to see in theaters. Oh, yeah. So I feel very bad for you. I do think you're ignoring the Emoji Movie. Um, oh my gosh. I got tricked <laughs> into seeing the Emoji Movie by the universe. I uh, I went to a theater called McMinimins in, ooh, I think it's in Centralia, maybe. Uh, it, it's got couches and stuff. It's like a projector screen. And then you get like bar food um, and you sit at these couches and tables and it's really awesome. That's so cool. Whoa. Anyway, we went to the movie blind. Also, the tickets are insanely expensive. It's like $20 a ticket, and then your food is like $50. And so we're paying all this money for the afternoon experience of seeing this movie at this cool place. Um, And then we went in completely blind, and it turns out the movie that we paid all this money to go see was the Emoji movie. Wow. that's Okay, I don't mean to hijack this podcast or anything, but... Does the amount of money you pay for a movie theater experience affect your movie theory expenses? I mean, wow, a little experience. Bit. My bad. A I would say, bit. yeah, because I'm the kid who goes Tuesday mornings to watch video, like movies for cheap. It definitely it gives it a different feeling. I think um, it also mm-hmm. depends on how I guess and how much anticipation you were building to this event. I I agree. Like when I saw the new Hunger Games movie a few years ago or the new Avengers Endgame, I definitely went like right when it first came out. But like most movies, I feel like I just go the middle of the week at like 11 a.m. when tickets are like cheapest. Yeah, I didn't have any classes last or last basically all year last year on Fridays. And so I would just go Friday in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. every couple weeks. I actually I went to like 17 different movies last year. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, I collect ticket stubs. (laughs) Yeah, I wish Bellingham had more theaters. Oh, yeah, especially, I mean, now during this big pandemic when the the Bellingham theater is regal and if regal ends up closing forever, then... Don't know what's really mm-hmm. going to happen there. We do have a couple small theaters in downtown, yeah. but they're much less of the you'd go watch a movie for a night kind of thing, right? Yeah. Have you have you guys been to the Pickford or the? Lime I have Lime? not. Ah, I saw uh, during their documentary film festival last year. I went to go see one called Making Waves, which was like sort of meta. It was about the creation of sound in cinema. Oh, that sounds super cool. Whoa. Yeah, it was like all about cool. like Foley artists and the difference between sound editing and mixing, which every time I learn about it, I feel like I forget. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, that was fun. And that's definitely sort of the more intimate theater experience where it's not super big and it's a very independent theater. The only time I've been is for the 48-hour film festival thrown by the Digital Media Center two years ago. Yes. That was a super cool experience, but cannot lie, a lot of the films were very cringy. 
I've watched a couple because they're archived on the uh, Digital Media Center YouTube channel. I've seen, I think, everything that's on there. And they're creative. That is a word. There were a couple other ones that I don't think got put on the YouTube uh, that were on one of the computers, too, that were definitely something. Nice. <laughs> no, that, that was a real disappointment um, last spring when we didn't get to participate. Yeah, yeah. That... I think, though, uh, Darren, our boss, for anyone listening, uh, said that we're still sort of tentatively planning to do an adaptation of the event this spring. Oh, that's exciting. I didn't know that. I have not heard of this. Uh, I feel like he mentioned it, like, in a meeting. I don't There's know. A good Maybe I'm that making that up. I feel like that vaguely sounds familiar, but I don't remember. I feel like he did say we were going to try to do something like it, but I don't recall exactly. That would be such a cool experience, though, like, just getting to have this creation that you spent like 48 intense hours on actually projected on a movie theater size screen. Right. I think anything you spend time on put on a movie theater's screen would be so cool. Yeah. Put like my it, TikToks uh... up there and it's <laughs> an, an iconic moment of me making crappy Fozzie bear jokes on a movie theater screen. Again, that's at DJ Espeseth. <laughs> Thank you for the shout out, Matt. You're welcome. I'll do it every time. <laughs> I guess another movie theater related question would be, do you have a favorite movie theater that you like to go to? I do. I'm not a big fan of Regals, to be honest. I'm actually from Olympia. So am I. And in there we have a theater in our mall. I can't actually remember what it is. It's Cinemark. It's Cinemark, yeah. Reclining chairs, no more than like eight bucks for a ticket fantastic experience i applied to work there well i applied to work at regal and the cinemark in olympia at least three or four times each they never called me back but um yeah no they're open right now my my family went to go see tenant twice actually i mean they actually have the ability to sit people in chairs far enough away yeah they're all spaced out they have the the big recliners so that everyone's like perfectly six feet apart they they said that the concessions are limited to like hot dogs and popcorn i think and you can't get any drinks unless they're bottled but like you're allowed to take off your mask dang wow i mean i don't know if i would personally go see it i feel like i would be stressed i feel like i'd be too stressed to actually enjoy any movie if i did that but i mean there is a chance that even though those are the rules they have way less people actually coming yeah, that's true. So yeah. I'm not saying like go, but it might be worth seeing how many people have like bought tickets and being like, oh, I'm the only one in the theater. Okay. I mean, that may, oh, that sounds powerful too. Have you guys ever like pre-COVID obviously just like gone to a movie and been the only person in a theater? I have been the only group. I've been to a movie 45 minutes early. And if you do that, then you're pretty much the only people in the theater mm-hmm. for like the first half an hour. And of course, this was when my siblings and I were younger, but we came up with this random list of things to do that were really like recklessly irresponsible. But uh, like we would go up and have fake sword fights in front of the projector screen because the light would be on. That's uh, amazing. Uh-huh. And we would like oh, cool. poke the, the poke the film screen because like what else are you going to get to touch a film screen? That's so true. And then we would run around the rest of the auditorium and put up the armrests on every other seat and then (laughs) watch the confusion as people walked in and realized that someone had taken the time to make it staggered. That's hilarious. 
I kind of want to relive childhood now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, and that was like during the the $5 movie Tuesdays that they did for kids during the summers. Or maybe it was like $1. I don't remember how much it was. But they were super cheap. And we would go during the middle of the day. So like it was very low turnout. And we would see uh, like reruns of old animated movies that had come out like two or three years previously. That's so good. I love that. I remember seeing Madagascar 3 that way. I, that's like the only title that sticks out in my head. I should say I didn't hear what you just said because I accidentally moved my arm really hard and fully unplugged my headphones. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she was saying how she watched Madagascar 3 through that program. Oh, that's great. I remember when I was younger, me and I think it was my friend RJ and maybe his like mom or something because we would have been like 9 or 10. I think I was 10. Yeah, we went and saw... Actually... I must have been like 11 or 12 because this movie came out like more recent than that. The like fourth Spy Kids that had like different kids. Yes. And you like had the scratch and sniff card thing. I remember we saw that and we were like the only people in the theater for like up until like five minutes before. And then there was like two other people in like the very front row. And I remember like before the movie for like 20 minutes, we were just like running around doing like full on cartwheels between the aisles. (laughs) It was amazing. It's, I don't know, it feels powerful to be the only person in this space that's usually filled with people. It's such like a, I don't even know like what the word is, like some weird like interdimensional experience where you're like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> exactly. You're just like, what is happening? And it's so great. The the theater that I really like to go to when I'm sort of back home isn't in Olympia. It's like half an hour southeast, I think, uh, in Yelm. It's, I think it's just called Yelm Cinemas, and it's a locally owned theater that has, like, the best reclining chairs. Like, they go pretty much all the way back. And they're they're smaller theaters, too, but they play the big titles, so you can go see Star Wars movies and uh, Marvel movies. But the best part is the concessions, because they're unlimited refills. Wow. Uh, you get, like, an $8 bucket of popcorn, and I don't know, probably the same for a large soda, uh, and they're, they're serve yourself, too. So you can just get up whatever you want, uh, go get more popcorn, and they have, like, a whole rack of different seasonings that you can put on it. That is so great. I love movie theater popcorn. You know what I have not seen mixed yet that I need to see mixed? What? An all-you-eat-can buffet and a movie theater. That would be awesome. See, I feel like the only problem with that is, like, you get, like, one, like, hefty plate of food, but then, like, you don't want to, like, get up in the middle of the movie. So then you like are just like you either well, have to miss part of the movie the to get more layout. food. The f- table has to be in like view in the of theater. The movie. Oh, okay. Or there can just be like screens next to the buffet. I'm like, imagining... I'm thinking this only works at the scale of one screen. I feel like yeah. you can't put multiple I'm... screens. I'm imagining like sort of like almost drive-in style, but like indoors where you've got like a bunch of like tables and then like off to the side like a giant buffet ah. and so you like get up from your table and you go get food but like the whole time there's just like a giant screen and like you're like sitting at a table but all the tables are just like spaced throughout this big empty like auditorium room i mean i don't know i think it's kind of funny you bring that up because i know you said you don't like the regal in olympia or just regals in general uh but basically in the same parking lot there's a chinese all-you-can-eat buffet and one of my family traditions is to go to the buffet and then go watch a movie while we're all like really full. That is my dream life right there. Yeah, we only do it like once a year. Just get like loaded on Chinese food and then go watch a movie. Oh, it's that's amazing. fantastic. Yeah, I have a similar like movie parallel tradition and that's to always be at the mall 
and hit up Menchie's immediately after. Nice. And you eat so much froyo. Nice. All right. I think we might have exhausted this question. Excellent. Appreciate you having us on. Uh, oh, I need to work on these exit outro things. Um, All right, everybody, make sure to smash that subscribe button. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you happen to be listening to this, uh, you can follow this podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, etc. Uh, to the 5% of you who are from Singapore, hello. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, no, I can check the analytics. 5% of the listeners are from Singapore? Hello. Yeah. What language do they speak in Singapore? Is that a dumb question? Is it English? I feel like it's not. I'm not sure. Wait, I, I want to know. I'm going to look it up. This is the magic of editing. If we're embarrassed by this answer. That is so true. I'm just, I feel like it's going to be like English and I'm going to be like, oh, that's so dumb. But I don't think it is. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Matt and Dylan, for being here today. Thank you for having us on. Of course. How, thank you for having us. It was very fun. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to this episode today, you can also follow the Western Washington University Digital Media Center on social media, such as YouTube and Instagram at WWU underscore uh, DMC, I think. It's just a lot of initials. Thank you to everyone uh, listening, and I hope you all have a good day. See you next time. Bye. Also, I found out in Singapore they speak Tamil and English.